Hello and welcome to Cup of Tea with UHB Charity, a hospital charity podcast that focuses on inspiring stories from our NHS staff and patients from across our hospitals in Birmingham. I am your host, Ella Igledon. Make sure to tune in each Friday for a new episode. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, please send an email to charities at uhb.nhs.uk. I would love to hear from you. Welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I talked to a lady called Claire all about her dad's story. Claire's dad sadly passed away in a pandemic after just recovering from being diagnosed with bowel cancer. He then sadly died from COVID. So we ended up getting an ambulance, which was on the Saturday, which was the 4th of April. And that's when he was taken into hospital. And that was the last we did see of dad, because at the time we wasn't, nobody could go with him, nobody could visit. The pandemic has affected all of us in different ways, but for the families who lost their loved ones to COVID, this was an even more devastating time, not being able to visit them in hospital or even attend their funerals. I can speak from my own experience of losing someone in my family like that, and I completely understand the pain others have been through. It was a very surreal and frightening time, so sending love to everyone who was affected. As I said in the introduction, Claire's dad passed away from COVID very fast and suddenly, so she decided to distract herself from the grief and pain by organising a charity football match, which she hopes to continue annually to honour and remember her dad. The money raised was split between the intensive care unit and the colorectal services. I find with many fundraisers I speak to, a lot of them have a personal story on why they want to fundraise, and if you are thinking about setting up a fundraiser or just have a few concerns and worries, then please do do not stress, that is exactly what our team are here to help with. So please do get in contact today by sending an email to charities at uhb.nhs.uk. We are always so grateful for fundraisers like Claire that turn their grief into a positive experience and try and raise more funds for other people going through the exact same thing. So a huge thank you to Claire for wanting to continue to do that for as long as she can. And without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Claire. Okay then, shall we start with a little bit of an introduction about you, if you want to say your name and basically what what you're here to talk about would be great. Yeah, um, my name is Claire Kirby and I'm here to talk about my dad's story. Um, He recently passed away with COVID during the pandemic, so I'm here to tell his story. Wonderful. And shall we go straight in about your dad then? Shall we go from the start? Um, What type of person was your dad? What was his personality? Um, My dad had a very strong personality. He wasn't a quiet man. Um, You knew who was in the room by how loud his voice would be. he was a very loving man he was a real family man and his family came before anybody else yeah he he, he was a really good man a healthy man yeah. um, work and family was his priorities and do you have any favourite memories of your dad? I have loads to be honest um, I was very close to my dad he only lives a couple of doors away from me so we were together every weekend mm-hmm. um, he was a great granddad um, he had a local pub that he went to actually called The Austin and I've got three children who all knew it as Grandad's Park because that. that's where he would take them if he was looking after them because it had a playground. Yeah. So that's probably the grandkids' fondest memory 
And for me to pick one off the top of my head, I genuinely don't think I probably could because I have that many. Yeah, no, of course. And if we go through what happened with your dad, so did your dad have, was it bowel cancer? Bowel cancer, yes. And yeah, he got diagnosed in 2017 with bowel cancer. And he showed no symptoms prior to it. It was found purely by, they send the tests out in the post when you get to a certain age. Okay, yeah. And that came back with um, what we thought was polyps. Right. Um, so he went in just as a day case to have the polyps removed and that, that would just be the end of mm-hmm. it. Um, but when he went in, they actually said that they could see cancer. Um, so they'd done some tests on him to see if the cancer had spread and then um, basically said they were gonna operate and it wasn't until they went in to operate they would know how far the cancer actually was mm. and whether he would be left with a bag or, or whether it was curable. Um, thankfully it was, it was quite compact. Um, he didn't need a bag and I think he was home within two two or three days right. and all the cancer had, had been cleared. Um, he did have a cleanup of chemo for about six, seven months, quite strong chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2018, in the March, he was given the all clear of all cancer and all bowel cancer, which was great. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, And when he did get diagnosed, what was that like for you as a family going through something like that? It was a real surprise to be honest because we just always assumed that you would have some form of symptoms or would show some signs and to yeah. just be told just out of the blue, you've got cancer. And I think the word itself, you naturally just, you think the worst and you think this is it. Um, but he was really strong and if anything he sailed through it if that's even a possibility to say because it was a struggle um but i think every emotion crosses your mind are we going to lose him is is this it and um, but thankfully for us we came out the other end and we had a positive a positive ending to it which yeah. was thanks to the doctors at, at the hospital and then we go into covid so did he get quite poorly straight away with the pandemic and um, it- yeah it was right at the beginning of the pandemic it was in the march um i think we went into lockdown on the friday and dad started to show signs of just a temperature to be honest he didn't have any of the like the written symptoms of a chesty cough or he showed no symptoms so when we rang 111 and we were genuinely saying he's only got a temperature they were like, oh, it's fine, just rest, like he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but after about four or five days, he, he wasn't getting any better and he was just feeling weak. Um, so we ended up getting an ambulance, which was on the Saturday, which was the 4th of April. And that's when he was taken into hospital. And that was the last we did see of dad because at the time we wasn't, nobody could go with him, nobody could visit. Yeah. Um, we spoke on the Sunday to the doctors and they said that dad was on 80% oxygen and he was really struggling. So my dad made a phone call to my mom, where they decided that they would now put him on a ventilator for two weeks in the hope his body would rest mm-hmm. and that dad would then come off the ventilator. So I think as a family, that was probably the hardest phone call for my mom because she didn't know if she was ever going to speak to him again. And I think it was quite a blur for her because she didn't take anything in what she was saying. And then he went on the ventilator and then he didn't really make any progress. He was on it for 18 days. Mm-hmm. And it was on the 23rd of April that they phoned us to say that they didn't think there was really much more they could do for dad. Yeah. So they let my mom be with him as they turned the machine off. But he probably only lasted an hour once the support was taken away from him. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really sorry to hear about that. And I guess that's really difficult for you, not only losing your dad, but not even being able to be there because of the pandemic. I, yeah, just, I can't imagine what that's even like having to go through that as a family and for your mum as well 
to just be on our own with it. Yeah, it was hard. It's literally, I think, for anyone who has lost them, especially at the start of the pandemic where restrictions were so, so strong, it's like they've just, they have just disappeared. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to the hospital. We couldn't go to the funeral parlour and see him. and We couldn't dress him for the funeral. There was only six of us allowed at the funeral and we wasn't allowed awake. It's really, really difficult, isn't it? And, yeah, do you have... Um, any advice you're still very young yourself you've got children as well what has anything helped you in the last year to cope with losing a parent because I can imagine you obviously did not think your dad was going to hospital and no. dying. You, you obviously thought he was going to come home um has anything helped you get over that shock or do you feel like you're still going through that you're still trying to understand I think as a family all of us are probably still trying to understand it like yeah. there is still days where I don't think it's even registered that he's not coming back. It's just he's gone away and he's eventually going to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. There are days where you do realise over the silliest things like maybe washing up or, you know, you yeah. walk, walk down the street and you think, that's it, I will ring dad and tell you what I've just saw and you can't. Um, but I am from a big family. We are a very strong family. So I think we have all pulled together and we've tried to get each other through it when some are having good days and others are having bad days. Mm-hmm. You try and be the stronger one when it's your good day. Yeah, of course. And do you know what? I can completely relate to you with this because the same thing happened with my nan. So, like, to me, it doesn't even feel real. My nan went into hospital. Um, she had COVID, and obviously at the time of COVID, like, in that first initial bit of the pandemic, people, we didn't really know what was going on, did we? We didn't know it was no. killing people essentially especially in the UK I know it was happening elsewhere but like for us as a family my nan went in I didn't actually think my nan was going to pass away in hospital but the exact same thing happened to us so like for me I I haven't even accepted it I still believe that she's still here because I I didn't see that happening yeah you don't see them passing away it's not not real there's no closure for me so I'm just like oh it hasn't actually hit me yet and I think so many people are in that situation where you haven't actually accepted it because you couldn't see it. Like, usually, you would go to a funeral, you would see someone that's quite poorly, and you'd be by their bedside. Yeah. So I do think that's probably one of the hardest things for a lot of families that have lost people to COVID. Um, but again, I am really sorry Thank about you. that. Um, and how, how are you doing now? Um, yeah, okay. Um, not long after my dad died, I found out I was pregnant. So I think that has given me something else yeah. to focus on, and she's eight months old now. She's just a perfect little miracle. And I think for the family itself, we had very mixed emotions because dad's never going to meet her. Yeah. But at the same time, she's given us this real positive thing to come out of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we have had her to concentrate on, which has probably helped in many ways. Definitely. And if we talk a little bit about fundraising now, do you want to talk about what you've done in your dad's memory? And if did you do any fundraising before? Um, no, I've never done any fundraising before other than, you know, the odd donation, if mm-hmm. people had pots out and stuff like that. Um, after my dad had the bowel cancer, it was actually him who wanted to do a memorial football match. Okay. And he wanted to do a charity football match, sorry, for the bowel cancer department. Yeah. So when we lost dad and we never got a funeral, we, ne- we was never able to get the family together, we never got any closure. Mm-hmm. We decided once restrictions lifted that it would be a great time to put that match into action as dad always wanted so we then did it as a memorial football match in memory of dad mm-hmm. um, we held it at our church football club in our church and it was a, a football team that we put together which was john nesbitt's memorial team okay. 
and we played against the Birmingham City All Stars, which Jonathan Ross sorted out for us. And it was a really successful day. The sun was shining. We didn't win the match. I think I stopped counting after they'd scored five goals against us. But the day itself was perfect. It gave us a lot of closure. We did a minute applause for Dad before the game, Mm. and we had all the grandchildren in little like little mascots going out on the pitch so as a family it was a massive thing for us it gave us a lot of closure and it felt like we'd actually given dad a send-off that he did deserve but at the same time we raised an amazing amount of money which we didn't expect to go to the bowel cancer department Mm -hmm. but we did decide to split half of it to ITU because they dealt with dad throughout the covid which they did an amazing job under the the times we were in as well Mm -hmm. So that was the first first step into fundraising I've ever done. And the money that you raised um, obviously was split between two different departments. Was there anything in particular that you wanted it to be spent on or were you quite happy that it was just going into that fund and that war? Just quite happy it? that it was going into that fund for whatever they felt that they needed, yeah. whether it was new machinery like to help patients or whether it was family areas to help families who were going through the similar stuff we had gone through Mm -hmm. just anything that they could use that money for to better them and really for us to say thank you for what they did do for my dad was our main aim and after doing this um, fundraising event has it made you want to do more in the future because it is something you keep doing in your dad's memory has it kind of encouraged you to think about it yeah I think absolutely it was it was hard work setting up the initial setup, but at the same time, when you know there's a good cause coming out of it, mm. and it was also, you know, we were speaking about my dad a lot, and there was loads of people there who we probably hadn't seen for years that maybe wouldn't have made a funeral, but because it was going to charity, it was a football match, it was more of a family day, I think definitely is something that we might look at doing every year around dad's anniversary, just to keep the memory of dad alive and to keep the fundraising going, because mm-hmm. there is a real rewarding feeling when you do donate the money and you think we had a sad situation but then hopefully this money is going to stop another family and it will help them so definitely we'll look at doing more in dad's memory to keep it going wonderful and do you have any advice on what it's been like to lose a parent has anything helped you does talking about your dad help or did you seek counselling? Like, is there anything that's really helped you? I know you said your daughter has played a massive part in this, but would you recommend anything to other people that are in the same position? I found talking about dad has really helped because you do find that people don't want to ask you yeah. and they think, oh, don't bring it up. Like, oh, you know, she lost her dad in COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think the more you talk about it, there is so many families out there that have gone through it that maybe don't talk about it because they don't want to upset people. Yeah. And there is still a lot of people who think COVID's not here because they haven't been affected by it. Mm -hmm. And I think the more you talk about it, the more people realise actually it's happened closer to home than we realise. And it is out there and people do have to get on with their lives and, you know, we're having to get on with our lives as a family. But there is precautions to still be taken. And if there is anyone out there who has lost a loved one during the pandemic, I think do speak about them, do keep their memory alive, don't hide it away keep talking about them. And in terms of future goals, is there anything that you're really looking forward to in the future? Is there anything that you've got planned in your dad's memory? Do you, I know again, it's still so fresh. Do you do anything each year now to mark your dad in any way? Yeah, we have, um, dad's birthday is always around Christmas. It's on the 12th of December. Mm -hmm. So we make sure as a family, we all get together on his birthday just to raise a glass for him, have a few drinks. 
and my mum likes to put the Christmas tree up on his birthday now so we kind of all do it together because yeah. it's such a hard time for dad to not be there and we've got young kids so we have to try and still make it a happy time so we still talk a lot about my dad to them so they know granddad's still around us and in the future yeah I think we plan to do a football match on his anniversary every year which will mark the date of when he passed mm-hmm. and get all the family together for as long as we can yeah. celebrating him and you're a mum yourself have you found it hard explaining to children what's happened to someone have you got any advice to other parents that are going through a similar situation has anything helped you I don't know if anything has but yeah is there anything that I think with my children I have I've got a six-year-old an eight-year-old and an eight-month-old and my little girl was oblivious obviously she's way Mm -hmm. too young but my six and eight-year-old it was probably a really hard thing for them yeah and I think they just if you if they hear someone has covid they naturally now think they're going to die yeah because children are very blunt and you're either here or you're not and the only probably suggestion I would have is we were very honest with children you know we said granddad has got poorly he's gone to heaven but we do talk about him we bring up memories we say oh granddad would have loved to have seen this day mm-hmm. and other night you know my boys look up in the sky and they do see stars and we do set balloons off for my dad if we have an occasion we always hold some back and we write a little note and we send it up to heaven yeah so I think if you do have children maybe don't hide it away from them what's happened because they do take in a lot more than we probably give them credit for. Of course. And they see us upset. And if they don't know why, sometimes I think it might be harder for them to bottle it it Mm. up rather than just ask us, where has Grandad gone? Definitely. Well, that was all the questions that I had for you. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss? Again, do not feel pressure, but was there anything else that you wanted to mention in relation to your dad or anything else? I don't think so, no. I think think you did amazing. I think you've offered some really good advice as well. And again, I am really sorry for everything you and your family had to go through. Um, But thank you so much for chatting. I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, it's a a really difficult one, isn't it? Talking about (sighs) grieving and death and loved ones, but you're doing something amazing in his memory as well. And I think when I speak to a lot of fundraisers as well, like you it's always their first time and that they just want to do something to honor that person it helps them as well mentally yeah doing something in their memory so i think that's amazing so thank you for thank you <laughs>